Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Thursday, March 9th, 2023. Hey, if you don't teach your kids the Lord's songs, the world will teach them its songs. The brand new high contrast hymn book is designed to help you teach your children the most beloved songs of the Christian faith. Its captivating illustrations will create special moments of truth, goodness, and beauty in your home every day. To get a copy for your family, go to www.highcontrasthymnbooks.com slash FLF. That's www.highcontrasthymnbooks.com slash FLF. Now let's get to the news. In the first story, we head south of the border. Two Americans kidnapped in Mexico found dead and two found alive, according to officials. Two of the four Americans kidnapped by armed gunmen in the Mexico border city of Mantamoros on Friday were found dead and two were found alive on Tuesday, U.S. and Mexican officials said. Shahid Woodard and Zindel Brown were found dead. A U.S. found uh, official familiar with the ongoing investigation told CNN. Their bodies will be examined by Mexican authorities prior to their remains being turned over to the U.S. government, the official said. Lativa Washington McGee, a mother of six, and Eric Williams survived the ordeal, according to the official. They were taken to a a Texas hospital for treatment and observation. A Mexican government official said Washington McGee was found uninjured. Williams was shot twice in one leg and one in the other. His wife, Michelle Williams, told CNN. One person has been detained in connection to the incident, the governor said, but officials would not confirm whether the person is related to a criminal organization. The victims were found in a wooden house in Mantamoros and had been transferred to various places over the days in order to create confusion and avoid rescue efforts, Villarreal said. There we go. The discovery of the Americans' whereabouts comes days after the four were abducted at gunpoint in Mantamoros in what is believed to be a case of mistaken identity. The tight-knit group of friends traveled from South Carolina to Mexico so Washington McGee could undergo a medical procedure across the border Friday, but they never made it to the appointment, two family members told CNN. The group crossed into Mantamoros in the state of Tamalupas about 9.18 a.m. on Friday, Villarreal said. But they got lost while trying to locate the medical clinic, according to the Washington McGee's close friend, who did not want to be identified. They reached out to the doctor's office for directions for on Friday, but were struggling to communicate with the office because they had a poor cell phone signal. After crossing the border, they were fired upon by unidentified gunmen, placed in a vehicle, and taken from the scene by armed men, according to the FBI. Investigators believe the Americans were targeted by a Mexican cartel that likely mistook them for Haitian drug smugglers, the U.S. official said. The U.S. citizens have no concerning criminal history and has been identified by investigators, the official said. In innocent Mexican bystander was also killed in the encounter, U.S. Ambassador to Mexico Ken Salazar said. The woman was hit by a stray bullet almost a block and a half from where the Americans were taken. And that's according to the governor of Tamaulipas. Uh, They said on Tuesday, their abduction highlights the ongoing violence that has plagued some Mexican cities during the long-running Mexican drug war, as well as the growing business of medical tourism. Matamoros has a population of more than 500,000 people and is located just across the Rio Grande from Brownsville, Texas. The U.S. State Department has issued a Level 4 Do Not Travel advisory for U.S. citizens thinking of going to Tamaulipas, citing crime and kidnapping. Elsewhere... Steven Crowder, he's back in the news. Steven Crowder moves his show to Rumble 
and signs a new contract. Steven Crowder has joined Rumble, making the announcement on Russell Brand's Stay Free. Crowder, who recently made waves in the conservative free speech media space after leaving The Blaze entertaining an offer from The Daily Wire, then very publicly rejecting it, will be launching his mug club on Rumble on March 20th. Crowder said that in addition to his own content, the Mug Club will be adding more talent and programming. Brand asked Crowder why he decided to come to Rumble, where Brand has moved as well. Crowder, describing himself as a basic pumpkin spice conservative, said his preference for Rumble was due to the fact that Rumble has never been coming and tried to dictate content. Crowder also said he wants to be on a platform where he can speak truth as opposed to being censored by YouTube. In a Twitter clip, Crowder showed himself signing the contract at Rumble's offices, betting on ourselves, and Rumble is a hedge on those bets, Crowder said. So, Rumble... Number, I guess Rumble's our number one draft pick. I guess, well, hopefully we're a draft pick for you guys, too. Rumble, betting on ourselves, and Rumble is a hedge on those bets because they actually uh, support well, what we do. You guys know you guys know what we do, right? Absolutely. You know it comes with, like, there are going to be some headaches. <laughs> Not everyone's going to be thrilled with this. Like, you know, YouTube's going to be pissed. You know how Rumble's pronounced in French? No. Rumble. <laughs> I should have known that, right? Donald Trump Jr. recently launched his exclusive podcast on Rumble, a free speech alternative to YouTube that went public in late 2021. Now, back to the southern border. Federal judge rules Biden's border policies are unlawful, just a speed bump for illegal migrants. A federal judge in Florida on Wednesday struck down the Biden administration's use of parole to mass-release migrants into the U.S. interior, finding the practice unlawful and accusing the administration of turning the border into a meaningless line in the sand. Judge T. Kent Weatherell, there we go, ruled in response to lawsuit from the state of Florida, which alleged the administration's mass release of tens of thousands of migrants via humanitarian parole into alternatives to detention known as parole plus ATD is unlawful. In a scathing opinion Wednesday, Weatherell stated that the Biden administration had effectively turned the southwest border into a meaningless line in the sand and little more than a speed bump for aliens flooding into the country. Additionally, Weatherell ruled that the politics implemented by the Biden administration, including catch and release, had contributed to the degradation of the border as a means to keep illegal migrants out. Today's ruling affirms what we have known for a long time. President Biden is responsible for the border crisis and his unlawful immigration policies make this country less safe. Federal judge is now ordering Biden to follow the law and his administration should immediately begin securing the border to protect the American people. That was Republican Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody said in a statement following the ruling. The administration had been increasingly using parole, which the statute says is supposed to be used on a case-by-case basis for urgent humanitarian reasons or significant public benefit to release migrants quickly into the interior to reduce overcrowding at the border as it deals with historic migrant numbers at the border. Florida contended that the government is violating statutory mandates that migrants be detained, and the administration had argued that there is no non-detention policy and that it is using its prosecution discretion. Quote, there is nothing inherently inhumane or cruel about detaining aliens pending completion of their immigration proceedings, he said. The judge also sided with the Sunshine State in its argument that it had standing to challenge the policy as more than 100,000 migrants have been released into the state. 
and borne significant costs in providing public services to them. The Biden administration ended family detention of migrants in 2021, although it is reportedly considering reintroducing the practice when Title 42 ends in May. Title 42, which allows for the rapid expulsion of migrants at the southern border due to COVID-19, will end in May with the ending of the COVID-19 public health emergency. The administration facing more than 1.7 million migrant encounters in fiscal year 2021 and over 2.3 million in fiscal year 2022 had looked for ways to more quickly release migrants into the U.S. interior as it also ended Trump-era policies like the Migrant Protection Protocols, which kept migrants in Mexico for their immigration hearings. The administration typically releases migrants with notices to appear that set a court date. However, the process takes much longer than the parole plus ATD, which tells migrants to check in with ICE when they get to their destination. The migrants are also enrolled into some form of ATD surveillance, typically a check-in app or on an electronic device, or in some cases an ankle bracelet. The ruling says that the order for seven days to allow for an appeal but could potentially have massive implications if there is a surge in migrants when Title 42 ends, as an administration official, officials have previously predicted. The administration is also facing a looming lawsuit from GOP states over its humanitarian parole that files in up to 33,000 migrants from Venezuela, Nicaragua, Haiti, and Cuba each month. These states have said the program breaches the statutory limits on the use of parole. Meanwhile, it could soon face a challenge over its recently announced asylum rule. That rule, which would automatically make migrants ineligible for asylum if they have entered the U.S. illegally and also failed to claim asylum in a previous country through which they passed, has sparked outrage from immigration activists, some of whom have threatened to take legal action if the rule is finalized. So that is the situation at the southern border. Let's head over to England to see what's going on over here as former UK health secretary asks when to, quote, deploy the new variant. This according to WhatsApp messages. Former United Kingdom Health Minister Matt Hancock asked when to deploy a new COVID-19 variant in December 2020. This was leaked in personal messages According to reports, the WhatsApp conversation linked to the Telegraph by anti-lockdown journalist Isabel Oakshot shows an exchange between Hancock and an aide back in December 2020 in which the ex-Health Secretary discusses plans to deploy the announcement for the new variant, the BBC reported. Quote, we frighten the pants off of everyone with the new strain, Hancock reportedly says, to which the advisor responds, yep, that's what will get proper behavior change. Then he asks, when do we deploy the new variant, according to the outlet? Hancock announced the new variant in a parliament session the following day after the messages were exchanged, according to the BBC. In April 2022, Hancock announced he was working on a book titled Pandemic Diaries that would detail his experience as health minister during the COVID-19 outbreak. Oakshot assisted with the book, which was published in December 2022, according to the BBC. Quote, there is absolutely no public interest case for this huge breach. All the materials for the book have already been made available to the inquiry, which is the right and only place for everything to be considered properly and the right lessons to be learned. As we have seen, releasing them in this way gives a partial biased account to suit an anti-lockdown agenda. That was according to Hancock in a statement to the leaked messages. That was also from the BBC. Former Prime Minister Boris Johnson faced criticism for breaking lockdown restrictions. Johnson and his wife, as well as current Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, all received a fine for attending a birthday party back in June 2020, according to the BBC. If you're a fan of Cross Politic or the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, then surely you know we have a merch store, right? 
Ronnie Christian Merch is your one-stop shop for everything cross-politic merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, but we've also got specialty items like backpacks, mugs, coffee, even AirPod cases. Visit Rowdy Christian Merch at RowdyChristian.com and buy that next gift or a little something for yourself. Again, that's RowdyChristian.com. Now this, Corrine Jean-Pierre responds to Tucker Carlson, claims January 6th the worst thing to happen to America since the Civil War. It's concerning to think that the left may actually believe their own hyperbole. Addressing Tucker Carlson's news news segments on mostly peaceful January 6th protest, which is based on over 40,000 hours of footage he obtained via Kevin McCarthy, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre made it clear that she disagrees with his reporting before presenting January 6th as the worst thing to happen to America since the Civil War. Last night, Tucker Carlson cherry-picked video surveillance from the January 6th insurrection, severely downplaying the events of that day. Uh, He said the mob was orderly and meek and that they were tourists instead of insurrectionists. What's your response to Carlson and to Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who granted him access to that video? Um, Anybody who watched that video would strongly disagree. Anybody who watched that video uh, in a with their own eyes in a real way and saw what happened on that day would would disagree with what was just stated. Um, the president has been very clear. January 6th was the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War, and we should be focused on making sure that never happens again. And so we are certainly, uh, we agree. I know um, uh, Minority Leader and, uh, uh, and uh, Senator Schumer have already said this and would hope that keeping the Capitol and Congress safe and secure remains uh, Congressional Leader's number one goal. And that should be our focus. And that should be what should be considered here. Um, and uh, again, it was one of the darkest days of our democracy. And all you have to do is watch those videos and see how horrific it was, see how sad it was, see an attack on the Capitol, which should not be happening in 2020. And uh, we got to get down to the bottom of what happened. Again, it was an attack on our democracy. And uh, I'll just leave it there. And that was your news for today. This has been your Cross-Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or a trip to the Ark Encounter, head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. And as always, if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conference, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross-Politic, email me at Garrison at FightLaughFeast.com. For Cross-Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day, and Lord bless. 